0: We spell it with a K. So, you, Take it easy. My name is Mike Freeland, and as always, I'm joined by my delectable, shaken but not stirred, good friend. His name is? The RIT RITster. how you doing, buddy?
1: Hey, not bad, Freeland. Uh, you know, how are you doing? It's been a little bit off and on.
0: It has. It's been a, a little here and a little there, and uh, things are going good. Things are going good. I'm, so, what's going on with you? What's been What's been new in your world, my friend?
1: Uh, not much. Uh, came back from from old uh, Blitzburg.
0: Nice. Watch, How was that?
1: Watched a Pirates Red Sox game. It was pretty pretty intriguing. Yeah. Uh, they lost. It was
0: horrible. Are they going to make the playoffs this year? Hell no. Pitt, or, uh, B- Boston's not going to make the playoffs.
1: I, I doubt it.
0: What's their record right now?
1: Uh, like six and a half games behind the wild card spot. That's Baltimore tough. is better than us.
0: That's tough. There's a lot of things that have been happening in the world of wrestling, dude. Let's kind of let's kind of talk about some of these things because it's been weird. Like big things have been happening. People have been coming back from injury. Uh, WWE is doing a whole bunch of stuff. So what's our first topic?
1: Oh man. Well, let's sit there and and, and talk about the the overall poker game as I like to sit there and say, between WWE, Triple H, Stephanie, and AEW, Tony Khan. It, it, it seems like the past, uh, well, since SummerSlam, it's kind of like they're, they're playing a little poker. Like, ah, I've got this card. Oh, well, I'll raise you that card, and I've got one of these. And That's good. It, it's it actually bringing wrestling back like like Raw has had one of its higher ratings, you know, in a, quite a long time. Uh, a lot of people are curious now and the ones that kind of dropped off WWE, myself included, is kind of curious of uh, what it's what it's going to be look like. What's the end game? You know, what's Triple H's first WrestleMania uh going to look like?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's gonna be coming together. I would assume pretty quickly. Um, you know, there's some people who think that it's gonna be at least 18 to 24 months before you officially see his fingerprints. But I would I would disagree with that because we've already seen his fingerprints. Um, but as far as major waves in the in the WWE, I would consider Roman Reigns being dethroned as major. Um, I mean, yes, he's added some some people back, which is huge. We're mm-hmm. going to get into that. But when it comes to big landscape changes, I mean, a championship change is definitely something that I would see being the big catalyst of the new wave, of the new generation, whatever they choose to call this era.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because, well, Roman's been the face of the company now for two years. years. It feels, uh, like it, it, it feels like seventeen. It feels like feels like seventeen, but you know, about two years now, and you think about it, it's like, man, what's Triple H? You know, yeah, Roman's the guy; he's been built up, but who's Triple H's face of the company going to be? Is he there now? Is Triple H re-signing him? And I want to ask you a question, Freeland. And mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about this. Who do you think's the the guy? All these release superstars. Who do you think the person is calling them? Do you think it's Nick Khan, the guy that had to release everybody? Or do you think Triple H is, is doing the deed himself, you know, and calling them, trying to build a a, you know, connection with them and build rebuild that bridge?
0: I think it's a combination of Stephanie and Triple H in my opinion. Because think about this for a second. Triple H was a big huge factor in the black and gold brand. I mean, when they were at their peak, it was when he was at the helm. He steps away because of health issues. Obviously, things change, and then obviously it turns over to the NXT 2.0, and everyone says, "Well, things have to change. It needs to evolve." Um, I think it is Triple H reaching back out. I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to make amends for the mistakes and the issues that that I think Vince made. And Vince, trust me, Vince made a ton of those mistakes. But here's the funny thing. If it was financially motivated, then why, why would they bring them right back if there was financial issues, which prevented them from keeping them? That's the thing that gets me. So I feel like there was more of a smokescreen behind a lot of this stuff. It was, well, yeah, we're making budget cuts. We need to make changes. And then all of a sudden Vince is gone. Triple H has carte blanche to bring back whoever he wants. Mm -hmm. So it, it is kind of, it kind of contradicts itself. If that makes sense.
1: Uh, yeah, because you know, just look at SummerSlam. Of course, Bailey's with the company, but Bailey comes back. Mm-hmm. But then he, she brings Dakota Kai and Eros Sky.
0: I'm Both, sorry, it's it's still Eroshirai to me.
1: Yeah, but uh, man, we sit there and think it was easy to sit there and bring them back. You know, how long was Triple H, you know, discussing trying to trying to work this deals with them? them come back that quick
0: i would assume and this is just me speculating but he kept tabs on everybody that was getting released and he had his crew that he had visions for that he hoped that would make it to the main roster and get pushed and unfortunately the problem was that they never really did get pushed and i think when they got let go i think triple h said hey i'm gonna keep these people on a short list of people who I would bring back if I ever moved into a role that I could do those things. Now, I don't think anybody could have foreseen Vince McMahon obviously stepping away from the company. We all thought that he'd be there until the day he died, you know, but he's not there anymore. And legally, he's not allowed to be a part of the company in any type of way, shape, or form regarding the business of the company. Now, he is the owner, the majority owner, but he is not able to be a part of the company. So he's literally... On the outs looking in.
1: Yeah. And you know. SummerSlam was just the first step. Then you know. He signed Dexter Loomis. He came back. Uh, a, a big shock to a lot of us. Was Karrion Cross And Scarlett. You know.
0: Yeah. The Karrion Cross situation was interesting. Because Tony Khan had reached out. And wanted Karrion Cross to come into AEW. And there was some offers. But allegedly depending on who you want to listen to uh tony didn't want Scarlett bardo to be a part of his presentation and because they've been a duo there largely d- during their career they wanted to stay that way and they also said that if any changes were made too drastically to the character that there's not something that they wanted to be interested in right now despite the money that tony khan allegedly was throwing out there for carrying himself so Triple H brings him back. Um, I talked about this on, I believe, yesterday's episode of Headlines, that Karrion Cross and Scarlett had some very interesting offers on the table. Uh, Bare Knuckle Fighting was an opportunity. He was thinking about th- signing a three-fight deal with Bare Knuckle Fighting. And also Hoist Gracie's brother, who runs uh, one of the Gracie Academy, he was looking to start training him to see if there would be any possibility of him maybe getting on an undercard with UFC. And there was some movie op- opportunities and acting as well. But a lot of those he was saying got delayed. So Triple H called. Seems like the timing was right. And he moved on in.
1: Yeah. And when he came in, he made one heck of a impact right away. And it, 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 it kind of made people think, was he going to be interjected into a three-way with McIntyre and Roman? Or was he just going to buy his time to possibly, you know, the next pay-per-view after?
0: Take on the winner of that, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm not a big fan of triple threat matches in four ways. And, you know, six-man scrambles and all that kind of stuff. I'm not a big fan of some of those matches because I feel like it really takes away from the two people and the, the essence of really having a wrestling match. I feel like there's so many things going on that I feel like a lot of ways people get distracted and I like one-on-one matches a lot better. What What's your take on that? Are you a fan of three ways or do you think one-on-one matches are, are probably what should happen and three ways and et cetera should be held off for special occasions?
1: Uh, well, first off, Freeland, there ain't nothing, n- nothing wrong with a good three way.
0: You know what I'm uh- saying? Uh, damn it, I knew you had. I knew you were going to say something like that. But
1: uh no, it, it, if you want to make your champion lose the title but still make him look strong. Right. A, th- a three-way, a four-way would, you know, look really good. But Jerry said that, you know, when I was talking to him before, a three-way is harder to put together. But if you get the right people in it can make an amazing match also, you know, everybody, as long as everybody gets to tell their part of the story. Sure. Uh, to, to make that a three-way with Roman, Drew, and Carrion, I could only see that as if, they're, if it, you're going to drop the title, you know, still make Roman look, look strong and, you know, Drew pins Carrion, Carrion pins Drew, but I'm kind of glad they stayed, they're stayed. they staying away from that. I really like this card they're building uh, for Clash to Castle. You know, they just got them in Sheamus and my man, Walter. Like, that is going to be one hell of a match.
0: Yeah, I'm really interested in seeing what's going to be happening. Uh, Walter slash Gunther, whatever you want to refer yeah. to him as. But I, I feel like that's going to be a great match. And once again, this has an international flavor. You know, you have a lot of international WWE stars who are competing in this it's also going to be interesting to see how many people actually end up being, as far as the audience, how many people will they end up packing into that place. Is it going to be 50,000? Is it going to be 55,000? Um, we know that they do often uh, enhance their uh, their statistics and their numbers as far as how many people they get. But once again, that's just the way WWE does things. Yeah.
1: Uh, but, but the true number usually comes out shortly after.
0: You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want to find out Truly what the numbers are Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics uh, Is really really good About getting that information out So definitely follow him He'll definitely get you that information Dave will get you that information as well Brian Alvarez will get you that information But they, they normally inflate it And I think they said anywhere from 10 to 15,000 Normally is the fudge factor When those numbers get put on there
1: Yeah And it, it's man, it why would you do that? Like I can understand, you know, but it's just it just makes you look bad when the real number comes out,
0: yeah, no, I'm with you. I think they as far as the way wwe thinks as far as their attendance, they look at it as more of a spectacle, and I don't think people really focus in on the numbers themselves because I think they feel like the numbers can definitely be argued like, well, how do you know that's not that many people? but, truth be told we've seen over the years that it's been inaccurate on many occasions usually by 10 to 15,000 people if you really pay attention to their large stadium shows they're not quite what they are like the, the one where they said they had over 100,000 or 101 it was not 101 um i think they said it was it was much less than that um but once again it makes a it makes a good story
1: yeah but uh, continuing you know Triple H brought back Hit Row.
0: Hit Row surprised me. Um, It surprised me, but they were a great act, and I loved what they were doing. And they were guys that really, I didn't feel like were given a great opportunity to get over uh, when when Vince was towards the later end of his career running things, but they're back now, and I feel like they're definitely going to get a good push.
1: Yeah, and then you have Mr. Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, This came back this past for all.
0: Yes, Johnny Wrestling, absolutely. Were you surprised to see Johnny back, or, or were you thinking, it's, now that Triple H is in charge, I can definitely see more people willing to come back?
1: I, it was just a win. You know, it, 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 it was a win. It was just like, come on now. You know, it could happen any week, any time. You know, just like with carrying that SmackDown, he came back. No, no one knew. That was a, that, that was a shock. And and it seems to me like who he's who Triple H is contacting and bring back, these are his guys, his people in NXT that that he went to battle with and battle for and made them look amazing. They're the ones that he that he's calling back to bring back, so the main roster can can get uh, look just as strong and not only for now, but for the future also. Like and and this is a big counterpoint once we switch to the AEW side. Triple H is looking for the future right now when he's bringing right. these people back. Tony Khan, on the other hand, he's when he's bringing back people, he's, he's reaching for, for, for all the, the big cards right away. But they're the ones two, three, four years from now, it might not be there.
0: Yeah, I think it's a difficult thing that you're in right now with AEW um, for the simple fact that I feel like in some ways they've invested towards the future, but they also, or at least Tony believes, that he's also investing in the present now with some more name stars. So get them through the door with the big name stars so they can see what our future is going to look like. That's, that's my thought as far as what he's trying to do. However, with that being said, I think it still definitely makes those who have been around since day one uh, definitely get rubbed the wrong way, and they feel a little jaded at times. Um, so, I, I mean, we got a big, a big pop with Kenny Omega coming back.
1: Yeah, and it was just when and how. And I was figuring it's got to be the trios tournament, that because I was reading an article. They built the trio titles for the Young Bucks and Kenny, like. They were supposed to be theirs from day one. So, and I want to give a shout out to Travis in the Mike World Order. What's going on, guys? Liam, if you're still here, sup? But uh no, it's like like Kenny, like everybody knew Kenny was coming. He was the he was the mystery guy. There was no one else they could have. But Kenny sold everything perfectly.
0: Yeah, Kenny did a great job. So I I feel like in some ways it was Kenny was the Kenny card was played and then the Johnny Gorgano card was played. Mm -hmm. So what do we feel like the next card is going to be that? Well, I think we already have a good idea. You're going to have this unification. So maybe that's that's his card that he's playing to get people to look. Oh, no, no, no.
1: The the match, you, you know me, Mike, you know me, Freeland.
0: I, I know you. you there's the more match, to it than just the match. Mesh
1: is going to get the eyes on the show. MJF is still on the show and both titles.
0: So you think that we're going to see the return of MJF?
1: MJF, and it's going to be a three-way at All Out, where MJF takes the one thing that Tony Khan, it means more to him than anything else.
0: Do you think title. that? Do you think it would start up something like a, a riff? We would hear more from Tony then when the MJF thing kicks into full gear.
1: Oh, I, I, I can sit there and and see it playing out. MJF comes out, co- stops the match, takes the titles. Tony Khan comes out, gets security, tries to get m- MJF. You know, m- makes it look like it's complete ruse. Like MJF isn't supposed to be there. I'm hoping they take a. If this happens the way I, I'm, I'm hoping it does. I hope they take a slight lesson from Larry Sabisco. Okay. When they when they sit there and, and way back in the NWO, they said you can't have Scott Hall come out from the back. It's gonna fail, fall flat in the space day one. MJF has to come through the crowd. And leave through the crowd. Like, no cameras, no nothing. In, security tries to get him. He slips out. You know, heck, maybe if he interrupts the match, get him arrested. But all out, all out, it's gonna be a three way.
0: Okay. So, right now, internally, they're saying for all out, the match is still supposed to be Moxley versus Punk which does lead me to believe that something's going to happen um, that's going to squash this on Wednesday night, which, you know what, that could really upset. That could backfire unless whatever is done is done really well. Now, let me throw this out to you. What happens if MJF costs John Moxley the championship, so CM Punk is the unified AEW world champion, and then he decides that he's going to take his revenge out on PG Punk one last time.
1: Possibly. But at All Out, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense then for it to be Moxley and Punk. Because Moxley would, would want a piece of MJF one-on-one.
0: No, what I'm saying is though, so if MJF screws Moxley out, right, of the mm-hmm. title, and then obviously Punk becomes the unified AEW world champion – then he can then immediately challenge CM Punk for all out for the championship.
1: But but where does that lead Moxley?
0: That's a good question. See, that's the hard part. How do you interject somebody without it being a three way without leaving someone out?
1: Yeah, and, and there's there's no that there's no special, you know, rules for this match. There's it's not a no DQ, nothing like that. It's a straight up you know match. Yeah, so there's no, no stipulations. So there has to be a winner.
0: What do you think about this? I, th- I think we, we haven't really touched upon this, and I think wrestling fans are, are kind of interested if there's going to be a retort from Hangman Adam Page. Now, do you think this week you're going to hear something from Adam Hangman Page regarding the CM Punk situation? Because obviously many people are, are reporting, and they believe that it was not something that was supposed to happen. It was CM Punk doing his own thing. He was going out there and and being very, very... Uh, blatantly honest with his feelings and emotions, not really following the story. Do you think Hangman would get involved in some way, shape, or form?
1: Uh, I don't know. Like like maybe I could I couldn't see him go a four way.
0: No, absolutely w- not. W-
1: where Hangman will come out, try to sit there and cost punk the match. One two, Punk kicks out. MJF would come out try to cost Moxley the match. One two, you know, kick out, and then I, I don't see that. That's too many, too many hands in the pot. But I do, I believe that Tony Khan is playing us all, and he knew exactly what Punk was going to say and let it happen. It, it, it was – it's too much going on. They were in. You tell me the way Tony Khan books in your home city that Paige wasn't there in his hometown. I think Tony Khan's doing whatever it takes to have CM Punk turn heel because they need a big time heel. And you can't have two baby faces, Moxley and Punk, going head to head.
0: So you think it's a schmoz that happens on. Wednesday. Yeah. There's there's no real clear, determined winner. Therefore, this sets up the rematch at All Out between the two of them for the unified AEW World Championship. Once again, Moxley, CM Punk.
1: No, I, I somehow see MJF getting in there.
0: You think MJF's going to get involved in a and th- It'll be a three-way, you're saying?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Ah, I don't know. That's the only part that I have. So, so do you agree? Do we are we both in agreement that we ultimately think that MJF's gonna get involved, but MJF will win the we both agree MJF is gonna win the title. Are we yes. are we both in agreement on that? Yes, yes. But I say he wins a title against punk. Would you agree with that?
1: I see him I see him beating punk, but in the three way.
0: Okay. Let me throw this out you we talked about we just talked about how difficult it can be to leave somebody out of the situation. Where does that then put John Moxley? I mean, because right right now, his second reign has been maybe even better than his first reign. And I think you... Some people may be upset if Moxley doesn't unify both titles because right now, he's even hotter than the first time he had the title. I mean, the audience is way behind this guy right now. Hey,
1: we can sit there and and we could... Let the, this Wednesday we can let the fans leave happy or we, or we can make the biggest heel of all time in aew and you you just you heard heard them boo punk last week punk, punk could sit there and, and become the biggest heel and make more money that way or nobody wins. And MJF becomes the biggest heel and becomes the face of the company, something that Tony Khan never
0: wants. So many different things that you could do. I mean, I I think this is why it makes booking so hard, because you not only have so many top-level guys, but you've got to make sure you put all the pieces in the right spot and that everybody is happy with where they're at.
1: And, And you sit there and think Tony Khan, people sit there and complain about his booking, but he draws the story out long. Like, like, who would have thought? Uh, when Daniel Ryan Danielson came back, you know him and who was it? Daniel Garcia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That match was epic.
0: How many people thought Daniel Garcia would win that match either? No, I don't no, think. Exactly. I don't think many people actually put a lot of stock it, in that.
1: Exactly, and that's one thing I see Tony doing now a little bit more. We're going to take your established veterans. Look at Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is amazing at doing it, Mm -hmm. but your established veterans. Let's start getting them getting the younger talent over. You know what I mean?
0: No, I definitely do. I hear where you're coming from on that. Um, Let's kind of move away from that for a second. Let's kind of talk about the, let's talk about the TNT championship for a second. I want to, I want to kind of pick your brain on this. Wardlow right now is a TNT champion. Now, obviously, he's not going to be defending the TNT Championship at All Out. It's going to be a three-way, so it'll be the pinnacle versus Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal. Now, Satnam Singh is really new. He's very limited. You also have Sanjay Dutt, who doesn't wrestle for the most most part anymore because, Mm -hmm. I think, of, of injuries. You have Jay Lethal, who definitely can still go. So... I really think FTR is really good to work with limited people because they can make them look really good. But where do you think we're going at this point? I mean, do we feel like ultimately we're setting Satnam Singh up to be the next competitor for Wardlow's TNT champion? I mean, do we feel like they're they're willing to push this guy this quickly? Or do you think right now they're just going to try to get the, the momentum built with him?
1: Uh, they're just building momentum uh one thing is you're putting ftr in there you have ftr on one side who will take care of anybody and make them look good you know sanjay and satnam Singh, both have one competed at a high level but doesn't as much now one has is just is green so i see a lot of j lethal in the match taking a lot of the the work and I see a lot of FTR. I do see Wardlow teasing, but not getting the chance to do the power symphony on Satnam. But if he can get the big man up, that's like Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? In that is early, it, in his early days of F5 and the big show, you know, like, but I, I don't, I don't. I'm kind of disappointed with this whole TNT run with Wardlow so far.
0: So, so what would be the main thing that you would say would be your biggest criticism of it? I mean, are you in agreement that Wardlow should be in a position right now with a championship on him? Because I feel like that is almost, in some ways, their version of the title prior to competing for the world title. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't need the title. No, I'm not saying he needs it, but yeah, I'm just no, no. saying it, it, it would be should. it would be progressively the very next step for him.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't think he needs the TNT title. I, I don't I don't think he ever needed it. it they, they could have kept building him up, building him up, building him up gradually. It, it it almost seems like they're trying to Goldberg-esque him, except for he has a loss already on his record. Right. But if you're going to give the man a TNT championship, book it to where he's not just throwing the matches. Like the pinnacle's back. Wardlow was exiled from the pinnacle. He was. So that made no sense. The pinnacle hasn't been even mentioned for months.
0: No. And where's Sean Spears too?
1: Sean Spears. And then the leader, the mastermind MJF. They dropped the whole ball in that whole thing.
0: I I do agree with you. I I feel like when you talk about that faction, I felt like it was there and then it slowly started to disintegrate and then there was nothing more. Um, Some fans may argue and say, well, no, when Tully Blanchard said that he fired him and that he was done and whatnot, that was really the end of the pinnacle. But, or I'm sorry, when FTR fired Tully Blanchard. But I, I just, I don't know. I feel like, They're a faction, yet they're not a faction. I feel like AEW is one of those promotions where it's more of just clicks with people, not necessarily established factions.
1: Yeah, and you and I have talked about this several times on here and you know on the phone. It seems like there's there's group here, group there, group here, group there, and and this trios title, I was so disappointed. Because you, you put in different people or different teams that are new. Heck you, you let Will Osprey and his and, and his guys get in.
0: The Aussie open, yeah.
1: Where's House of Black? Like why wasn't why wasn't they put in? That's a good it's a good question. Could you imagine the House of Black and the Young Bucks and Kenny for finals?
0: Well, let's let, let me go ahead and let me pull this up here and let me find out what the bracket is right now. Uh, let's see, the bracket as it stands right now. So, Death Triangle mm-hmm. is going to be taking on Will Osprey in the Aussie Open. Okay. Mm-hmm. We already saw the Young Bucks advance when they beat Andrade, uh, Dragon Lee, and Roosh. And 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 that wasn't a first round match. Come on now, that match that match had potential.
1: Semi-finals match. Final you,
0: match. You do actually have the House of Black in here. Oh, you do? They're on the second part of the bracket, yeah. House of Black's going to be taking on the Dark Order, which is probably going to be a combination of uh, Silver, uh, Reynolds, and... Um, ten. And Ten. And Ten, yeah. Then you have a brand new group, the Truthbusters, which is interesting. It is uh, Parker Bordeaux, and... Um, being the main guy in that faction, they're taking on best friends.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I just just don't know. I mean, why isn't, why isn't 2.0 and, I'm trying to think here, 2.0 and Chris Jericho in there as well as a trios. I mean, that's a possibility. Um, Who else could be a possibility? Uh, Let me think here.
1: Just imagine... A couple months ago, the, the possibilities—you could have had Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Could have.
0: You're right. You, know, you could have had Team Taz. You could have. You you could have had uh, the Undisputed Elite with uh, Bobby Fish and yeah. Kyle Riley and Adam Cole. But it, uh, obviously uh, out.
1: I do sit there and see
0: the Blackpool Combat Club. They're not even in it.
1: Exactly. uh QTS guys.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like those guys are almost more of, like, enhancement talent. What's your thoughts on that?
1: A, they've been around a lot longer than uh, Parker and them.
0: True. That's a good you know, point.
1: They, they just threw them together. Like, I, I was so disappointed. Like, they, they'd sit there and they didn't put no thought, like, into this. But I do see what the end result's going to be.
0: So so what do you see happening here? Death Triangle and the Aussie Open. Um I definitely think the Aussie Open's going to take it. That's going to set up Young, Bucks, and Kenny versus the Aussie Open. And then okay. obviously on the other side of our bracket, you got House of Black taking on the Dark Order. I don't really see how you can go against House of Black. I,
1: I would – okay, my heart's saying House of Black. But I would love to see the underdogs – of the dark order finally gets something here.
0: I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I feel like um, John Silver and Alex Reynolds and 10 have put in a lot. Mm-hmm. And to see the dark order get an opportunity to actually be a champion, I think would be a great feeling Um, because I mean with truth busters and best friends, do we really think either one of those teams is going to be, a powerhouse when it came when it comes to the semifinals. I mean, no. I, I don't think so. I, I feel like I like the best friends, don't get me wrong. I do feel like it is more of a entertainment type of group. Uh, truthbusters are just too new, so you're not gonna put the titles on them right now. So I feel like whoever comes out of the House of Black Dark Order is definitely gonna represent that side of the bracket. And he could be swerving us completely. It, it could be dark order that comes out as the first trio's champions. I mean, once again, spreading the love to -hmm. people who've been there since day one.
1: Uh, That would be nice because who, who does deserve it more than the dark order? You know what I mean?
0: Well, they've done, they've done a lot with the dark order, but in the same sense, they've done very little with the dark order. If that also makes sense, like Colt Cabana has now been regulated to working with ring of honor. Now, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Stu Grayson is now gone. From the Dark Order, I'm trying to think. They, they actually, who else? Evil Uno. Use? Well, Evil Uno is going to be on a tour over in Europe promoting the AEW video game, so that's why mm-hmm. he's not going to be a part of it. But I feel like there was somebody else that left the Dark Order. Why do I feel like there's somebody else that I'm forgetting? Stu Grayson and I felt like there was somebody else.
1: Well, you got Anna Jay. She, she left them with that, you know, and John yeah, sh- Jericho.
0: She did. She left, but maybe maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of incorrectly. But so, okay. So let's let's talk about it. So let's say you 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 do give the happy underdogs the dark order, the nod, and they come out of that that end of the bracket. I definitely think Dark Order has the talent to take on the Young Bucks and Kenny. Mm-hmm. I do think they have what it takes to take on uh Will Ospreay in the Aussie Open. Mm-hmm. Um I do think they could take on Death Triangle. I think there would be really good three-way matches or a six-man of all of those. I think those would all be really good. I just, I just really don't know who they're going to give the nod to. What's your and what's your gut reaction here? Who's going to be the first ever trios champions? Kenny and the Bucks,
1: and, and and it's going to be set up for whenever they're all cleared. Red Dragon and Adam Cole taking on Kenny and the Young Bucks. I, I think they've been building that for quite some time now, and. <laughs> That that match could steal any show.
0: Do you think it's th- it's it's a little too cliche though to to do that already? And, and what I mean by that is, do you think obviously people think the undisputed era, whatever you want to call them, and the young bucks and Kenny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they're always being featured. If that makes sense.
1: Well, okay, let's let, let's go complete one eighty. Let's say the dark order wins in the finals against Kenny and the Bucs. Okay. And now all of a sudden, undisputed error, Adam Cole can say, well, you guys are supposed to be the best? You guys proved you weren't. You you guys let the dark order beat you. You know, you're not not even better than them. You're not even on our level then. You know, start rubbing them the wrong way. I I just can't wait to see Kenny and Adam Cole face-to-face in the same ring at the same time.
0: I think it'll be good. I think it'll be really good. I think it's exciting. Um, man, there's so many possibilities here, but let me ask you in, in this sense. I know we talked about some things that we thought that Tony Khan kind of dropped the ball in, right? Mm-hmm. As far as, you know what, this, this seemed pretty obvious that it could have went in that direction. What do you give him so far as a grade? As out of, being out of, someone who's... a 10? Yeah, as a booker. One out of 10. Seven and a half. It's a pretty high grade,
1: so seven and a half. It's a pretty... Just because I really, really enjoy the long-term storytelling that he has in place—that you don't really pay attention to right away—but then all of a sudden, when it happens, and they, then re- you think back, it's like, wow, like the whole MJF Jericho, you know. The whole when MJF had his own group already planned together, I, I personally didn't see that, and then I thought it was that was good. That was, that was a nice ride,
0: you know. Yeah, no, it was no. Trust me, I agree with you, one hundred percent. Hook,
1: you know, or oh, we're gonna have the FTW championship.
0: Well, let and me uh, let me ask you about that. Let's 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 kind of switch gears from the from the uh, the all out match here. Let, let's talk about Hook for a second.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think Hook Hook has, has a great look. And when he came out that was and to challenge Ricky Starks or or Ricky Starks.
0: You're absolutely ridiculous when you do that, by the way. Good but uh
1: it, it was it was like, oh, so this was what they've been trying to set up the entire time when they debuted the FTW title. And, and uh, Ricky Starks was a workhorse the entire time. And now it's up to Hook to continue to be that workhorse.
0: So when it comes to Hook, I want to pick your brain on a couple aspects about him. So first of all, I mean, clearly from a presentation standpoint, the audience loves him. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like right now he is kind of limited in the ring? I feel like he's almost with a wrestling ability of almost kind of like a John Cena. He does some very typical things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just he does a lot of judo throws. I noticed that. He does a lot of more of MMA submission type of stuff, which is obviously because his father's Taz. Mm-hmm. But I just don't get that pro wrestling feel. You know what I mean? Whip him into the turnbuckle. Do a splash. Do this. Do that. Off the top rope. I don't get that. Rhythm from him, I feel like it's very, it's very choppy with him. Uh, I, I don't get the, I don't get the spear, that he does. Like, I just think his move set. I, I don't understand the move set. I don't really get that smooth flow. Like when you're watching someone wrestle, you you normally get into that that flow, that groove, and his seems to be people get killed pretty quickly, but it doesn't seem like it's a smooth flowing type of match. It feels very choppy. And, and maybe that's just me. You know, it, it's
1: okay. We haven't really heard him on the mic too much, right? He, he might end up being very charismatic. He could be, or
0: he could use a mouthpiece
1: either, or, but if you look at, I have to say what three, the biggest people maybe four that we've ever seen wrestling only had a three to four move set hulk hogan sure john cena
0: sure the rock okay kevin nash had less than that
1: kevin nash had what two three
0: he had a hair flip the big boot and the jackknife
1: Oh well, you gotta give give him the boot the boot to the throat in the corner.
0: Okay, I'll give him that one as well.
1: You know, but, but it, 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 you, you, the move set doesn't matter as long as the fans are into it. And right now, the fans fans are all over Hook.
0: So we talked about earlier what we think what would happen with the trios. And once again, you guys can chime in and let us know what you think about that. You hit us up on social media. We also talked about what we think could happen in the world title picture. We talked a little bit about Wardlow as far as how we feel the the uh, the TNT championship is going, which we really don't know what direction that's going in right now. I feel like they're just kind of riding this Wardlow momentum right now. Mm-hmm. But what do you do next with uh, – with with Hook, I mean, what is his next thing? I feel like he needs to get into a program with somebody. This whole Danhausen thing. Are you a Danhausen guy?
1: I, I don't get it.
0: I, I also don't understand the I don't understand the interest in Danhausen.
1: He he has made tons of money off of the gimmick. I'll give him that. I just don't get the gimmick itself. Like i I guess there's a place and point for comedy but i I don't see it uh who who do we see next you know for for hook i i couldn't tell you what's the end result end game you know i i I don't know like that's what i kind of like about tony khan where sometimes you can see stuff mapped out 10 miles ahead but sometimes you don't even know what's going to happen the next
0: week. Well, I mean, it, don't you feel in the same breath? That's the same thing with Pac. I mean, he's got this, <laughs> I call it the All-Oceans champion. What What is it called? The All-Atlantic? The All-Atlantic. Uh, I, I, don't, I
1: don't get why they had another single title.
0: I, I don't. I, I, okay, here's the way I thought. I feel that they're thinking that they need to have another championship so they can spread the love. To other people who aren't getting main pushes, who could get pushed and could be bracketed into, you're going to be contending for this title. We have the world title people in this category. We have the TNT people in this category. We have the mid card title in this category. We have the tag here. We have the trios here. So I feel like what they're doing is they're splitting the roster up and they're going, okay, you're going in this bucket. You're going in this bucket. You're going in this bucket. That's the only thing that I can think of. Let me know if that makes sense.
1: It it does. They the kind of give the roster a a sense of relief of, okay, I'm here for something. You
0: know? Exactly, exactly. Because I feel like there's a lot of people that they have a big roster, but do we always see these people? And, and the answer is we don't. So I, so the, the big question, I mean, I think people need to be paying attention to. What are we doing with Hook? What's going to be happening with Pac? And by the way, for the love of God, wrestling fans, stop calling him Pac. Why does everybody say it's not pack? It's pack. Like you have a six pack, pack. What are we doing with pack? What's the? What are we gonna do when MJF comes back? I mean, there's so many different things. Are you buying into this locker room riff, this schism that's happening in in uh, no in AEW? Or do you think that's a bunch of malarkey?
1: Tony Khan try- is trying his hardest. To blur the lines of reality. Is it working sometimes? Yeah. Is it working all the time? No. But it's getting us to talk about it. And that's all wrestling's meant to do. You don't have to love it. You don't have to hate it. But if you're talking about it, they're doing their job.
0: So you think all of this talk about there being some type of issue within the company that that's not necessarily correct? No. Interesting. In,
1: in, in, in my opinion, Hey, you're always going to try to pick something apart. you Or start something. You know, all those fans that were bashing WWE two, three months ago, they're the ones that are all about WWE now. Because it's, it's, it's hot right now. Let's jump on board.
0: I think WWE is going to be hot for a while, dude. I, I, I just have this feeling that with Triple H in charge. I feel like you're not going to have that old school mentality of of what Vince used to do. I think they're going to get back to wrestling. And I feel like it's going to be real. I mean, Raw just drew over 2 million. SmackDown gets over 2 million. Right? So mm-hmm. their their Monday and Friday show both have been getting about 2 million. AEW hasn't cracked 1 million yet. And and I I know people have always said you got to give the company time. They're still building. There's a lot of people who don't know who the company is right now and I get that to a certain degree but I also feel like don't you feel like they should be building an audience instead of just I feel like they're retaining a very niche audience it's right mm-hmm. around that 8 to 900,000 and I feel like that's kind of where it caps off and then Rampage is half that around 500,000 and I we've seen those numbers kind of be trending that way for a while while we see Raw continuing to grow with some of their numbers do you think that has a lot to do with this honeymoon phase, if you want to call it, of Triple H being in charge? Do you think that will cool off? Or do you think, like I think, it's just the beginning of a new boom?
1: Oh, it, it's the beginning of a new boom, definitely. Like, uh, with Triple H being there, you never, ever know what okay. is ha- what's going to happen. Uh, you know, he has uh, – I was I was doing a little research and the names that he could bring back now that was released are amazing. Like like could you imagine how hot Matt Cardona is now if they would bring him back and give him a push? Like a legitimate push. Not a woo 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 push. Like let no, him th- be him.
0: Right, they're not going to do the gimmick thing with him again if he were to come back. And he even talked about, you know, he's always kind of left the concept open depending on what the the landscape looks like at WWE. But once again, I think WWE has a situation of the more people they bring back, they also have to be spreading the love around as well. So what are we going to do here to make sure that everybody stays happy? I feel like in some ways... The reason why WWE's landscape might be a little bit more optimistic is because you have somebody who's in charge who's been in the trenches like Triple H, Mm -hmm. somebody who has done it and can relate to and can connect to some of these wrestlers. Where I feel like with AEW, I mean, as great as it is to give them a seven and a half out of 10 for booking, I still feel like there needs to be some other experienced people that are backstage working on that stuff as well. But it doesn't seem like there's a committee. From what I understand,
1: yeah, okay. I'm gonna pop this question right on you right now. Give it to me. Main event for Raw and SmackDown of WrestleMania, Triple H's first one. What
0: is it? Wow, wow! The main event for WrestleMania. Um. Well, I do know for a fact that in an interview The Rock gave recently, he has talked about wanting to come back and he would definitely have a match. So I think whatever brand he would appear on, he would clearly be, if not the last match, he'd be one of the headliners. Um, if we're talking championships by themselves, I mean, you're, you're looking at, I would say, Drew McIntyre is probably going to go into WrestleMania as the SmackDown champion. I don't think they're going to have Roman hair hold both belts. Um, gosh, who could be the champion on raw? It's a great question. I don't know. I really don't, but I would, I would say if we're, we're looking at things, I would say, um, maybe have, have drew and Roman be battling it out leading up to WrestleMania. That would be my initial thought, but, is it true if the match in Cardiff it, it is both belts on the line or is it just one?
1: Oh, I, I don't know. Look, like me personally, I'm thinking for main events, co-main events. I'm finally going to get The Rock and Roman. Okay. And the other co-main event will be Kerry and Cross and Bray Wyatt.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Okay, let me ask you this. Is Roman Reigns... You can't have... jeez. Oh, Ro- Ro- Roman's not the champion. You can't have him be the champion because if he loses no. to The Rock, that just makes The Champion look watered down. Correct. So would you? are you saying The Rock would go over? Or do you think The Rock would do the job for Roman and put him over and make him shine even more?
1: No. The, 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 the Rock's going over. you, you got to have somebody officially knock down Roman, like down a peg. Okay. I, I also can see them building up dissension between all of them. And I think it would be an awesome experience. I think I was watching a video or something. What would happen if if Sami Zayn does a swerve and would cost the Usos the titles? They would be jumping Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens comes out and saves them. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Usos. It's
0: a possibility. It's a possibility.
1: I love fantasy booking.
0: Well, the, the, but here's a here's a wild card right here. What do you do with Cody Rhodes? Cody Rhodes will be back by then. Do you are we still thinking Cody Rhodes is going to be somebody that's going to be pushed in the into the WWE Championship picture?
1: Co- Cody Rhodes could be the person
0: because a lot of people yeah. feel like Cody yeah. Rhodes would be the guy who would dethrone a Roman. champion.
1: It, that he could, could be de- the one that the thrones Roman.
0: So you could have a situation where when Cody comes back, he dethrones Roman, and. But then in the same breath, are we saying that Drew McIntyre is going to dethrone Roman as well? I mean, you're not going to have Clash at the Castle. It's a European pay-per-view. The British Bulldog beat Bret Hart. You're trying to tell me that we're not seeing the writing on the wall, that Drew McIntyre is not going to win this championship in his...
1: But, but what t- what championship is it? Is it both of them? Is it one of them?
0: See, that's what I don't know. I don't know for a fact right now. And that's why I feel kind of stupid because I don't know. I don't know if you can pull that information up and and see what what championship that is for. Because I think that, depending on where Cody is, I think Cody definitely has to be considered in that mix. Here's the other problem that, well, I don't want to say problem because it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you have other people in there that you're bringing into the mix. Like, you didn't bring Tommaso Ciampa up for, for no apparent reason, right? Uh, obviously, you have the concept of wanting to utilize him. Now, I think they could build up a feud between he and The Miz, I think mm-hmm. they should they should do that. They have the two as a team now. They need to separate them. Um, I think that it, would be a smart move. Is
1: it, is it me or they look kind of like the odd couple?
0: They look a little weird. Not gonna lie. To you. Maurice, I'm gonna say this right now. I give oh it a my. ten. Oh my! That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my! Wow. Oh my! I, I, I just
1: as soon as you said that name, all I thought it was varsity blues. I give it a ten.
0: Who is your main girl in 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 wrestling? You always put her ahead of everybody else. Who who's your main person? Was it Anna J? I I
1: I I did. I did. But now I'm kind of like, I like the bad girl. Kind of like me some Taylor Conte.
0: Oh man, I can't. I can't. Now. Now, and and we're going to jump back over to AEW cuz I yeah. got some more hot, Actually, hot thoughts on that. I one think too.
1: Someone's coming up really close and really on fire. Uh, NWA Women's Champion. Camille. Ooh.
0: Camille wow. is, uh, is definitely a, a great champion over there right now. Now, Billy Corgan had mentioned that they were going to do another all-women's pay-per-view. Unfortunately, uh, they then, don't have enough women producers right now to actually put the event on. So that's geez. going to be delayed for a while.
1: But you sit there and think. Like, okay, of course you got Mickey James, but you can't tell me that, 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 you know, you couldn't get Alundra Blaze to help produce, uh, you know, Jackie, jazz, True. like there's plenty of, of top female talent that you could, you know, ask for help. I got a volunteer. <laughs> I, I, I might but, have to hide the,
0: I might have to hide the beard. I, I know you would definitely volunteer. the The thing that I keep thinking about is, even though it's an all women's event, why does it have to be all women producing it? Is that the whole concept behind it?
1: I'm I'm, I'm guessing, but but if you look at like like Dustin Finley. For the years, they've helped pr- uh, women produce, uh, pr- you know, great women matches. Right. You know, it, it's maybe it's just the. A women doing women thing, kind of like uh, Thunder Rosa, and her and her promotion. Let's speak of Thunder Rosa. Tony Storm's taking her down.
0: Oh, th- there's no doubt in my mind that's happening. That's there's no doubt in my mind that's happening. I think the Thunder Rosa experiment was interesting to have, but I think it's definitely time to uh, to to move on from that.
1: So, so you thought it was kind of lackluster yourself? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I never felt like that title run ever got off the ground. I never really felt like Thunder Rosa chasing a championship and Thunder Rosa being that adversary, always mm-hmm. wanting to, to be the person was great. Thunder Rosa as the person, not so much. I just don't get that same feeling that I did um, during those matches that I saw her prior to being champion. And I also, once again, I could be completely wrong. I don't necessarily think she has the audience behind her as much as some of us may lead to believe.
1: Yeah, I, I was, I was a little disappointed with her title run. Uh and she, she was hot chasing Britt the whole entire time. You know, oh, she was close this time. Oh, she was close this time. Wow, she finally got it. Now what? And, like, she really didn't have the opponents to feed, you know, like, uh, the Serena Deeb. That, that was an excellent match.
0: Oh, my God. How are we not? I'm so glad you brought up Serena Deeb. I love Serena Deeb. Why has Serena Deeb not been brought into the mix a little bit more either? Why has Why has she not got – she is a great heel, She is so technically sound. She's the female Bret Hart, in my opinion. Would you Mm -hmm. do you think that's a a fair analogy?
1: Definitely, she can go hold for hold with almost anybody on that roster. And just go ahead.
0: You do know who they were pegged to turn the championship over to in the women's division. True. All the news right now was Chris Statlander, that Chris was pegged to be the next champion. Unfortunately, when she her other knee hurt her other knee, unfortunately those plans got scrapped, and that's going to be another eight, nine, ten months. And where does that momentum go? And, and this is kind of interesting too because I feel like Statlander has been a great wrestler, but I'm glad she got away from that alien gimmick and and she became more of a, a rough and tumble type of person because that gimmicky cartoony aspect of it like that. That's very Shakara, right? Mm -hmm. That is very, no offense. Can't believe Prague, right? That is very more of on that level of entertaining crowds of a pizza party wrestling type of deal. Mm -hmm. I feel, well, look what they did with bear, uh, bear country. You see that they repackaged bear country, which I think was fantastic because you need to make these people a little bit more ominous looking. And I feel like when she did get that change, she got more Mm -hmm. fire inside herself. Um, But yeah, she was supposed to be the one from everything I've read and, in people, you know, that she was going to be the one that obviously took the championship off of Thunder Rosa. However, that happened. Now, Tony storm is here. Do you feel pretty confident that Tony storm is going to take the title?
1: Oh Yeah. I feel really confident that she's definitely going to beat Thunder Rosa, and hopefully they 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 have a heel already in the mix. You know that they're playing, and I don't want to see Britt Baker again. You know.
0: Well, hold D- on a second, there, Mister Ridster. Britt Baker was your girl for how don't, long? Don't, don't get no, She doesn't need a title, though. No, she doesn't need a title. But who you going to put know? her with, though? Who? Who Tony would you Storm? Put, well, no, who would you put Britt Baker with? Like, So let's say Tony Storm does go over, right? Which we all think she's going to. So now you got Tony Storm. Who are you going to put Tony Storm with is, is her first title defense. Do you feel like...
1: Uh, Britt- I, I, think, I think there's going to be a little friction in Camp Baker.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that friction has needed to happen for forever and a day. And you talk about long-term storytelling... How long, how long is, uh, Roxanne, whatever the hell her name is. Don't call me rebel Reba, whatever. How long is she going to be a lackey? Like, really? Like I thought the way she was treated, she should have had a breakout moment. Oh, you're showing that way. She should have had a breakout moment. And that's why I think that you're going to get a situation where, you're going to have Britt Baker always wanting to get that title push, always wanting to get this spotlight. I think you're going to have Reba Rebel get a little annoyed. But if you've also noticed that the third member of that group, why am I blanking here? Um, Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader. She never does. That's who does I thought you're.
1: That's who the I thought DMD were, line. That's who I thought you were. You were going with because I can see Jamie Hader getting ready to step up and go toe to toe with Tony Storm.
0: I think you're going to have an internal strife first. Yeah, yes, and, yes. And then I think after you have that internal strife, then you're going to have somebody who's going to be wanting to come after Tony Storm. But I think Brit herself can definitely hold down a feud where maybe we go the direction you're talking about right now, right? Where we say it's it's Jamie Hayter who has the issue, and then let's say Rebel or Reba. Uh, which one is it, for God's sakes? Um, I, I, I thought it was Rebel. Oh, that's Reba. I, I, it could
1: be Reba. Maybe, Maybe is, Reba. It, is it Reba? Don't call me Rebel?
0: Yes, I think it is. I think it's Reba. So Reba stays right now with Britt, and in, in Britt is kind of confiding in her, right? And so, oh, can you believe she did this and how well I treated her? And then she'll say, Reba, go get that for me or whatever. So all of a sudden, as time goes on, we start to see the story of Reba having enough of this. And then when the match happens between the two, Maybe Reba then turns on Britt, goes with Jamie, and then Jamie comes out on top. Do you
1: think Britt is capable enough to be a Jericho and make two big stars out of in her group? Well, could, could, could you see Reba going against Tony Storm down the line? Jamie Hader going up against the baddest bitch, Jade Cargo.
0: That's a whole nother conversation, my friend. And you are all on board with the Jade Cargill. Unless Brandon Phillips shows up, I'm pissed. So that's all I'm going to say. I want to see BP that dude. I want to see him. Um, We'll talk about Jade in a a second here because I have a lot of questions, more questions than answers about Jade Cargill and what the hell they plan on doing with Jade. And the batty stuff, I think that's tacky. That's just my opinion. I know that's, you know, whatever. That's a thing. You're ridiculous. You are absolutely ridiculous. Hey, um, hey,
1: hey. If I was as big as she was, I would be jealous of myself.
0: We'll, we'll talk about Okay. Gosh, you, you so badly. You're itching to talk about her. Um, So let let's let's talk about this. So I think there's going to be internal strife inside Team Baker. Do we agree with that? Yes. I think that she's going to throw up a big hissy fit when she wants to be the number one contender. She's going to say that she deserves it. Jamie haters going to say, what makes you think you deserve it? Yeah, you've had your shot. You've lost. It's time for somebody else. Boom, boom, boom. They start going at it. Obviously, there's going to be a blow off for that. I think that would make sense to do that in November. <laughs> Is November full gear? Yes, that would make sense to to have that at full gear. Um, you're, to answer your question, not to ignore that. To answer your question, uh-huh. does Britt Baker have the chops to make two two stars? First of all, Britt is still very new. Okay, mm-hmm. Let, let's not take that away. She is young. Jamie Hader's been wrestling for a while. Jamie Hayter has it. Like she has the it factor. I don't think Britt would have to lead Jamie by the hand. And let's also not forget that Reba was also rebel in TNA, and she's not a Daisy Fresh rookie either. So, I mm-hmm. mean, if we're really talking about in-ring experience and actual years, I think Britt would probably be the one who's probably the, the the youngest of all of them. Yes. Um, because I think both of those women can handle themselves. The thing I worry about. Do you feel like when you put so much attention on three or four women that the rest of the women's division gets left behind?
1: Yes. And you don't have any time to build anybody else up.
0: I mean, t- take take look at Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho right now. I mean – Did you see her interview? Which I think you covered in headlines. I covered that in headlines, and uh, we'll be talking about that, and she's talking about – What's left in her career, what she wants to do. Um, Her body, she says, is banged up. Like I said, we'll get into more of that. But um, what are you going to do for her? I mean, ever since she came over, she's been a team player. Mm -hmm. Once again, I hate to say this, but what do you do with Serena Deeb? Right. Marina Shafir. Let's talk about her for a second. She's a little rough around the edges, but I think she's a work in progress. But I think she's definitely a project that's worth building on because I feel like she has a look. Would you agree?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they definitely have enough young female talent that they can use for the future and build them up. The problem is, do they have enough main event talent right now to keep it going? And Freeland, while you think of that question, we're, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: My name is Mike Freeland. I'm joined, as always, by my broadcast colleague, The Rit. This is the Front Row Material brand. We have been uh, talking for the last uh, about an hour or so about the different aspects of AEW and WWE and things that we think could happen, things we would like to see happen. We'd love to know what your feedback is on this. So, as you're listing this, hit us up on social media. You can hit me up at M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. You can hit up The Rit. Here we go. At underscore T-H-E underscore R-I-T-T. Once again, that is at underscore the underscore RIT. Let us know if you agree with our bookings, our scenarios, and our assessments on your favorite wrestlers in both promotions. All right, before we left for break, uh, you posed a question to me and pose it again so I uh, I can think about it again. Pose it to me.
1: Okay, we know that... AEW's building their talent on the female roster side. They have a lot of great young talent that they have for years to come. Right. But main event-wise, they are struggling, in my opinion. So who all do we have that you could put in the main event? And I did think of one person that could take on Tony Storm before we do the whole Britt Baker uh, trio thing.
0: Okay. All right, so I got the the roster right in front of me right now. Yes. So let's go ahead and let's talk about this right here. Uh, Let's just really quickly go a yay or a nay. And That
1: That's who I was saying. They're building up uh, to go against Tony Storm sooner rather than later.
0: Okay. Um, Athena. What do you think about Athena?
1: I'm tired of her wrestling Jade. It's, It's the same stuff week in, week out. And... Well, let's just uh, hope that Jay can just take care of her one last time.
0: Um. Uh, okay, so we talked about the aforementioned Britt Baker. Um. Now we start to get into a category of people who I don't necessarily, and this is just my opinion, don't have the most confidence in. Uh, the Bunny.
1: The Bunny, Abaddon?
0: No, no, until Abaddon actually is on Dynamite, where we can actually mm-hmm. see a little bit more of her um, I don't, I'm not feeling Abaddon right now. Julia Hart, Julia Hart, I feel like is more of a, a managerial uh category than she is an actual wrestler.
1: Okay, Leva Bates,
0: we same. haven't, She the same thing. I, how is she even with the company? I don't see her. Like, I know she probably does some of those other shows, the YouTube shows and all that, but I, I mean. If she was going to be a player, or if she was going to be in the mix, she would have been in the mix by now.
1: Um, uh, Kira Hogan?
0: Kira Hogan would have a chance, I think, if they, they built her up the right way. Kira Hogan potentially could. Hakira Love Hikaru Shida. Love her very, very much. Um, she's definitely a main eventer, without a shadow of a doubt, in my opinion. Without now a doubt.
1: Man, I, I know she's hurt, and you you're big on her. Lila Hirsch,
0: absa friggin lutely love Lila. Hir- you know what you should do? You should put Lila Hirsch in a uh, an Iron Woman match. Oh, you should put her and uh, Deeb.
1: Oh, that that was on my head. Sixty minutes Iron Woman match. Yep. Man, oh, okay. Here, Nyla Rose. She's with the company. Like she has the presence. Why isn't, you know, why isn't she being, you
0: know, on TV She was pushed so hard as being this big monster, this, uh, I'm going to use an old phrase, a Bull Nakana type of deal, mm-hmm. like an awesome Kong type of deal, where she was supposed to be this intimidating presence. And she was, I'm not saying she wasn't, mm-hmm. but I don't know really what has happened with her. Uh, you just don't get this feel from her that she's this main event attraction anymore. I feel like it's really kind of worn off. Yes, I don't feel like she's a monster anymore in in many in many ways. So, um, no, I, I don't. I wouldn't put her in that category. Uh, I uh, do have I do have somebody I would put in that category though. Who? Mercedes Martinez, good friend of the show. Wow.
1: Well. I, I, I'll say yes, just because if I don't, she might kick
0: my ass. So you you were saying potentially no to Mercedes Martinez for what reason? Well, I mean, I, just I want her to build up the the Ring of Honor women's. Well, so right I, now, right now we don't know exactly what's happening with Ring of Honor. We we are hoping something happens at some yes,
1: point. Yes, but uh, I I just I kind of hope they didn't give her the title, kind of like Samoa Joe over there and then all of a sudden everything gets lost.
0: Well, we haven't seen Joe at all. We've seen Joe probably three times on AEW TV. Correct. We only see him on the pay-per-views and that's it. So I say Mercedes Martinez. Definitely. She definitely can continue to compete in AEW. Why? But I guess if you're looking to separate talent, separate brands, if you will, you're wanting to keep them separate Maybe you want to just keep her ring of honor, but she definitely can go. Um, Like I said before, I I like Layla Hirsch a lot. I really do. I feel like the only thing about her would be, I I hate to keep coming back to her stature, like her height, but I feel like that would be the only thing that people could really focus on would be that. Um, That's the difficult aspect of it, but I think she's good. What, What about Madison Rain?
1: I was just going to say that, you know, they signed her primarily for a coach. Right. And, but she she can still go in the ring.
0: Um, all right, let's talk about some people that I do not necessarily have a lot of confidence in. I, I don't have any confidence in the signing of Paige Van Zandt. I don't. I'm sorry. Um, I know she's training and she's trying and this and that. I just don't right now see Paige Van Zandt being somebody who's going to make a mark. Um, I think when it comes to MMA, the people who have made marks have been, obviously, Ronda Rousey. My favorite woman Shayna wrestler, Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Holy crap. How she is not the biggest female star or one of the biggest female stars in WWE is atrocious well, to me.
1: Well, Triple H was big on her in NXT. Let, let, let's see if she finally gets that, that
0: push. Um, Penelope Ford returned back to action again. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm really sure what's happening. She's a good wrestler. I don't have a problem with Penelope Ford. Now, do I think she's a main event caliber? Maybe with the right person. But she's not a box office attraction, meaning I, I don't see Penelope Ford on a marquee and all of a sudden people come flocking to it. She would have to be paired with the right person.
1: Uh, what about Rio? Do do, do do you think she's like Nyla Rose? We're we're, we're done with her. We're she, done. She she was good in the beginning, but now it's it's see you later.
0: I just I I couldn't get into that. Like I I know that was one of Kenny's people, and I know that she had this great fighting spirit. I feel like a lot of the women that come from Japan, and um, I'm not even going to pronounce this right. Yuka Sakurazi, maybe. And maybe. then the girl and then the girl who does that, that that she just straight falls over. You know, I don't even uh. remember what her name is. I feel like that's entertainment. I feel like that's along the lines of an orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like, oh, I could really watch that, but I don't really look at her as she could main event a show and really steal it. I think Ruby Soho could. I think Serena Deeb could. Um, Tony Storm could. So those are the people. M- Mercedes Martinez could. Um. I don't think Red Velvet. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not feeling that whole. No, that whole pasta thing. What? What is? What was that supposed to be? She's cooking it up in the kitchen, or she's she's Third from your. Eye. She's from your mama's kitchen, or I have no idea. I just. I don't know. I just couldn't get into that. Madison Rain. Um. Once again, definitely, but you don't want to, that would kind of look a little suspicious. Like I'm in charge of the women's division and I'm the champion. Yeah, that would be a little,
1: I would love to see the beautiful people taking on Britt Baker, uh, Jamie Hader and Reba.
0: I wouldn't mind them bringing in more free agent women talent. Mm -hmm. I would not. And I definitely, and I mean this with all sincerity, I want them to focus more on the women's division, really focus more on it, really focus more on it, Be- because it, right now they they need they need bodies.
1: Right now, I think Impact might have just as good a women's division.
0: That's the thing about Impact that blows my mind. Impact has a lot of talent, but they normally when I do the ratings report on um, headlines, they barely sometimes get 100,000 people to watch oh. the show.
1: I, I think their biggest problem is
0: no one knows what, where to where to find them at. Do you think if they weren't on Access TV?
1: Uh, I think if if they were on a, a, an actual cable television, I, th- I think they would do a lot better.
0: It's a possibility. Um, Emmy Sakura, what do you think about her?
1: I'm, I I don't. It's hard to build people up, like. Especially especially when they're not on weekly. I know. You know, you, you got to give my girl at least a good 20 minutes.
0: 20 minutes? Jade? 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I don't know about that. Listen, listen. I'm giving her some props because I think she definitely has potential. But I need to see her work more than squash matches. I need to see her go a, a good 20 30 minute match see if she can do that if she can prove herself in the trenches um no. I'm good but it's but who, right now I haven't seen enough from her
1: who are you putting her in the trenches with uh, you're, let me you're, see. you're only as good as your dance partner
0: no I'm not gonna disagree with that so y- you basically say no i I say Hakarshida I see I, sh- like, I would like to see that. I'd like to see a feud between Akar, Sheeta, and uh, Jade Cargill because Sheeta not only is a great wrestler, but Sheeta also, I noticed after she got rid of that whole Statlander nicey nice aspect, and uh-huh. she got more fiery and she changed her look a little bit. I feel like she really became intense. And I think her with the music, the kendo stick, the getting violent, the screaming and all that stuff, I would I think that could go really well with Jade being this uh this heel. And I think Jade, instead of being this powerhouse heel, do you think she could go and become? I hate to say this, the chicken shit heel. Do you think she could become that, where she's taking a powder all the time when she's just trying to get away?
1: Taking a powder, throwing those baddies at. Here, take this one. Take this one. I can see it.
0: And then, and then Sheeta continues to to mull through them, and then all of a sudden, there's only one person left to go, and they got a clash for it. I think that could work. I think that definitely can work. Yeah. Um let's talk about let's talk about tag team wrestling for a second here. And have you heard anything about what, what I have heard that Ortiz and Santana allegedly are not getting along. Have you heard that?
1: I have I haven't heard that.
0: Yeah, so evidently the, those two are are not getting along. Now, whether that's just rumor and speculation, whatever that may be, I've heard that they're not vibing right now, and that's the reason why we don't see them together a whole heck of a lot. What's your thoughts on Proud and Powerful? Because I feel like they definitely... When's well, their run? You mean as far as tag team champions?
1: The, the, they should have had at least a run by now.
0: Oh, I agree.
1: For as inspirational and important they've been since the conception i agree of AEW. and i don't understand like i understand they took a backseat to you know the jericho which was great they told the story but now they took in a backseat to uh, to eddie so yeah, they are they, they went from one to another you know
0: Um. Yeah, I feel like those are the guys that are also just kind of falling in the cracks. And I don't know exactly what the deal is, but they've definitely been not seeing eye-to-eye with a lot of things here. Uh, there was a great article that was written here. The tag team of Santana and Ortiz have been completely wasted in AEW. Now, this was uh, back in July, an article by from the Sportster, and I'll just read you a second of this. Uh, they are one of the best tag teams in the world during their time in Impact. They spent the majority of their time in AEW playing second fiddle. Their biggest moments in AEW have come a long way from just being a tag team. While AEW has done some great work with its tag team division since the company launched in 2019, it's been completely wasted of one of the best tag teams in the world, Santana and Ortiz. Now, I'm looking here because I do believe that I read something where they weren't getting along here. So you drive the ship real quick and let me do a little research here.
1: Hey, I just want to throw a quick plug out there. You know what time it is Freeland? coming up? It's September and it's PPW. Oh, ninth, ninth anniversary show.
0: In this, have you seen, have you, have you seen the people on this card? Uh, I've heard that it's a pretty big card. Tell me about it.
1: Alex Shelley. Woo! Facade, who is the new PPW champion?
0: I was gonna say Facade is the new guy. That's uh, he, that...
1: he, he he beat Bro.
0: I wonder how Bro's dealing with that right now.
1: I don't know, but let me tell you a quick story about Bro Keller. Imagine working and you see him walk by in like shirt tie. And you never knew he worked for the same company you work for.
0: <laughs> this is wait a minute. Is this the story where you yes. talk you and bro work at the same company? Okay.
1: Same company. But uh Tessa Blanchard's gonna be there, D'Lo Brown, Big Damo, Brian Kendrick, VSK, Davy Richards, Appa Jr., and you know my boy Encore. man PPW's ninth anniversary and and
0: it gets bigger from there did, did you hear what hear what they're doing in November? I believe there's gonna be a big show is Tessa Blanchard gonna be involved
1: uh no, she's gonna be on the show on the ninth anniversary show
0: the ninth anniversary okay so tell me what's gonna happen after the ninth anniversary
1: in November PPW versus control your narrative
0: oh, I did hear about that yes yes. So I might
1: have to, be- go, I might have to go to that show so so I I can get a side by side, me and Braun,
0: Braun Strowman, yeah, also known as Adam Sheer. You oh, have EC3, who's a part pretty, of that as well. Um, God, who's also a part of the uh, control your narrative? Uh,
1: let me uh, let me look this up here of the poster because this poster is looking sick.
0: Poster looks good. We should get the uh the PPW guys on here, the, the head honchos, and, and talk a little talk a little wrestling with PP Dub.
1: Oh man, let's see
0: here. Oh,
1: Austin Aries.
0: Yes, Austin Aries.
1: Um man, what's his name? Um um he didn't really care for you too much. The locomotive.
0: Wow, he didn't care for you that much. That's the way <laughs> That's the way, that's the way you explain him. Well, he well, thought you were a real d bag, Freeland.
1: Well, that's kind of kind of that's kind of that's kind of a lot of people you interview. Thank you, my, thank my you. man, my man Darius Carter.
0: Darius, gosh, well, how is Darius Carter not signed to a major company right now? Explain that to me. I'm trying. I, I'm, I don't I'm get trying.
1: it. I I I drop I, I drop DMs. For this guy. Send them over the video package. How's he not? How?
0: He's a big deal. He's a big, big deal. Uh, Let's see. Who else? Who else? Control your narrative. Yeah, I'm not recognizing all these control your narrative guys.
1: But, man. It's going to be a big
0: one, though. It's going to be a big one.
1: Can, Can you imagine Braun Strowman and I looking at each other face to face? Face
0: to face or well, face to his crotch.
1: I, I might have to get a stepladder, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. It's just like when Kevin Hart does it stand-up, He's like, yeah, I was going to look at him. I got out my stepladder. I got on top of the fridge. I went, pap, pap. It's two steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. So that's going to be a PPW for those of you who might not be familiar, which if you're not familiar, uh, what's your deal? That's all I got to say. Tell them what PPW is.
1: A, they're one of the most premier wrestling indie wrestling companies that put on quality matches, quality shows. Head on over to Fight, you know, put in PPW and catch up. They've had some great talent there ever since we started covering them almost a year ago today. Yes, you know they've had Moose, Alpha Junior, Davey Richards. Man, Mojo Rally, the list goes on, and, and you can't have a bad show.
0: No. You know who my favorite is in uh in, in PP Dub? Danny Mo. Danny Mo, that is my favorite.
1: Man, I, I, I've got a toss up. I, I I love me some encore, but then I love me some South Philly's finest.
0: South Philly's finest is just man, you gotta love them. I mean, Chris Slade is the No Limits champion right now. Your good friend, Andy Hedder, is the TV champ right now.
1: Nobody better than Andy Hedder.
0: Tasha Steeles right now is the women's champion. Oh, man. And Championship Material is the tag team champions right now. But you know Mm -hmm. what? I feel like that's not going to be forever. Your good friend, Offa Jr., is there. Offa Jr. is a hell of a talent. Now, Bro Keller, we should probably get Bro Keller on. I want you to send a text message to the Broster, and we need to talk to him. Isaac Rule, we need to get we need to uh, up with Isaac Rule.
1: Uh, Isaac is on the shelf right now, some some, some personal issues, but uh, heck, tomorrow at work. I'll, I'll send, I might have to send a little Bro Keller a little email.
0: Yeah, send For him me. an internal email. Okay, yeah. but but by the way, do, do me this big favor. Go to PPW Wrestling, and when you go to the roster. There's a guy named Tarzan Duran. Okay, Tarzan Duran. Now, when you like click on the picture, it clearly it doesn't look like it. But just at a glance, just at a quick glance, it kind of looked like Jerry Lynn. Kind of looked like a little, little JL action right there. Maybe not. Maybe it's my cataracts.
1: Brian Johnson is also in the, in the Control Your Narrative.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Look at the okay, let's let's we talk about women's division. Let's talk about this. Adina Steele, Allie Rex, mm-hmm. Christina Marie, Cosm.
1: Allie Rex was on uh AW Dark.
0: We need to have her back.
1: Oh hey, hey, did
0: I sit there and tell you Bro Keller was on Raw? You you did not tell me that, but you gotta book hey, listen, please book Danny Mo. Just just for me. Just book Gee. book Danny Mo. I wanna talk. To Danny Moe about her career because we've talked to other women inside PPW, but I would love to hear her story. She's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
1: If I can get her, I'll try. It, 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 it's hard. It's hard, my man.
0: Oh, is it like trying to get a hold? Is, is is it as hard as getting ahead of hold of Impact stars?
1: <laughs> oh no, that's impossible.
0: That's damn near impossible. Oh my god!
1: But uh, hey. I do have some interviews lined up for you coming up, and we're going to sit there and brutal Bob
0: Evans. Brutal Bob Evans. I tell you what, I went to Bob Evans a few days it, ago. Oh, my oh, God.
1: That's good food. This this man has, I think it's six Iron Man matches in seven days. He has scheduled.
0: It's, six it's, Iron Man matches in seven days? Yes. Wow. Uh,
1: the Broken Brawler, Casey Blackrose.
0: Nice. And King Tech. out
1: wow. a, a joyzy.
0: I like it. out a joyzy. Hopefully he's a Jets fan, right? Oh man.
1: We don't want to talk about your Jets.
0: We got a lot going on right now. We're gonna we're, well, gonna, I, how, we're gonna win the
1: division. How's your starting
0: quarterback? He's fine. He's uh he's, <laughs> he's Is, dropping he, He's dropping bombs and banging moms. That's what we uh, we called Zach Wilson right there, right? Huh? Right? We t- hey, he's got a little got a little knee injury right now just because he was uh, training a little hard. It wasn't because of a non-contact injury, right? Oh, man. The, the, one of those moms couldn't
1: get him out of the high chair quick enough.
0: Man, I tell you what, like The Rock would say, down! <laughs> down, <laughs> down, buddy. Um, i you what. Oh, wait
1: a minute. Right? Speaking of The Rock... Did you yes. sit there and see who they're pushing for next season in Young Rock
0: uh, to be a young version of Paul Hogan? I did. It is a guy that – Your man. Alex Hammerstone. Hammerstone, I'm telling you. Right now, here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. Trust me. If, if AEW could get Alex Hammerstone, I'd be willing – I'd be willing to cut ties with a few people. If it meant Alex Hammerstone – Meant you had to get rid of five people from AEW, five people from the men's roster. Who could? Okay, you
1: what, what five people are you getting rid of?
0: Give me to tell you who I'm getting rid of. Um, and, and once again, I don't mean any harm to anyone by any of this, but I would I would definitely get rid of the factory. That is wait the wait, wait wait
1: the whole factory
0: <laughs> gone gone.
1: <laughs> Matt Hardy. Oh, Yes, absolutely. Christian Cage, absolutely. Kenny Omega, here it is. Never. Are you willing to get? Are you willing to give up Kenny Omega? No. now, no. For, for okay, for ten years of Alex Hammerstone. Here, here. here let me no, record this. No. Let me record this and send it to him. It's fine. I'm,
0: like, I'm really. I I can I can do without Anthony Agogo. go go. I could do without Brandon Cutler. I could do without Brock Anderson. Um, I could do but, without...
1: But, but, you, but you're, you're releasing all, all the the mid, or, mid to low talent.
0: Okay, like, I'd get rid of Danielson. I'd get rid of Dante Martin. Um, Darius Martin. Bob okay, okay. Martin.
1: Okay, here we go. Would you get rid of
0: Daniel Garcia
1: to bring in Alex Hammerstone? here we go. Here we go. The top oh, person. now
0: you're getting really difficult on me, Daniel Garcia. Yes, I'd I'd make the deal. I'd make the deal. I wouldn't. It's uh, Alex Hammerstone. Are you?
1: No, no. Are you? I'm, are you aware I'm, of who he is? I'm giving up powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow, and have Alex Hammerstone. Wait a minute.
0: Timeout, timeout. This hold on. Put the cold medicine down. Okay. I don't know what you're doing over there in in Pennsylvania. All right. You would give up powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow. First of yes. all, I could get on board potentially with Powerhouse Hobbs. I could not get on board with Wardlow. Why? I think Wardlow right now is definitely a crowd attraction. People pay money to come see him. He gets people through the turnstile. Okay.
1: If, if you put Alex Hammerstone.
0: I told you I'd get rid of Aaron on, Solo.
1: On national television. He will Who's that big
0: has, furry guy? i get rid of him too.
1: He will put more asses in seats than Wardlow.
0: That's such a bold statement. And that's something you would do. See, this is what you do. You and I are both Alex Hammerstone marks, right? Let's just be honest. But now what you do is you say, oh, how much you willing to give up? I'm willing to give up a lot. I'm not giving up Kenny Omega. First of all,
1: I, seriously. I'm not, gi- I'm not giving up Jade.
0: What? Oh, my God. Her. I No, no. See, this is where it gets ridiculous. This is where it gets ridiculous. Right now, if a deal could be done between MLW an AEW in a trade and they said, Alex Hammerstone for Jade, for Jade Cargill, you can pull the trigger. You are saying what? No, I I need to send you to rehab with Jeff Hardy. No, this no. is ridiculous. Do you no. understand?
1: Okay. If you put it, if you're giving up Jade, okay. How yeah. many, who else are you going to have to replace her?
0: We already have people to replace Jade. Who? We just talked about the all women's libel? division. Wait, wait, listen, no, and we're probably going to be adding on to the women's division, which is good. Let, let, let's go, though. okay, get rid of Jade, all right? So who do you bump up into? Who do you who do you push further after you get rid of Jadester, right? Well, that leaves room for a Jamie Hayter to, to rise up. That gives, obviously, Tony Storm a chance to rise up. Then you have a chance to rise up for Serena Deeb to be a, a bigger player. Right, that's
1: three so far. I said five.
0: Okay. Um, Chris Statlander returning.
1: That's ten months down the road. We're doing the deal today.
0: Okay. Um, half the woman rain.
1: Half the woman roster is hurt.
0: Hold hold on. Right now, Abaddon. No one's interested. Anna Jay is healthy. I don't know who AQA is. Not really familiar with her.
1: Aqua. That's isn't, that like, I, isn't that like toothpaste?
0: I have no idea. Athena, is she hurt or is she healthy?
1: She's hurt, but she will be after she faces Jade.
0: You are God. You are such a homer. It's so bad. It's like everything. <laughs> Britt Baker's fine. The Bunny, whatever. Emmy Soccer, whatever. Harkaru Shida, I think she should be fine, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's fine. Jade's fine. Jamie's fine. Uh, don't worry about Leva Bates. Uh, Layla Hirsch is fine. Madison Reigns fine. No, Mercedes no, no. Martinez.
1: Layla's hurt with a knee injury.
0: She's still rehabbing that?
1: Yeah. She's milking. Okay. She's milking that. Stop
0: it. Stop. She, she, Mercy- doesn't
1: wanna, she doesn't want to come back and face Jade.
0: Oh, God. I literally, I think I'm going to throw up. Um, I'd even say Penelope Ford. I would say Ruby Soho. Serena Deeb. Um, I'm not talking about Tay Mello. That sounds like a candy bar. Um, you still have Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Boom. There you go. There you go. Anyways. You're insane. Like, if you literally think that you would you would say Jade Cargill is off limits if Alex Hammerstone became available. Okay, that's fine. That's why you need to be drug tested every day.
1: What that that I'd be willing to give up Wardlow?
0: That is insane. I would say powerhouse Hobbs potentially, but I think powerhouse Hobbs definitely has a chance to uh, come into himself at some point in time. Okay. Would you give Ricky Starks up for uh, hammerstone?
1: Ooh, now you're pulling on my heartstrings.
0: What are we doing? Booker man.
1: I can't, I I have to see every week. I have to see it.
0: Would you be the type of person who would who would trade hangman Adam Page for Hammerstone? The fact you're even thinking about trading Adam Hangman Page means you need to be no, no, no. breathalyzered and actually fist tested and hair fallout. Well, you don't have that, so
1: actually I was thinking not we, reasons not reasons why to trade him, but I was thinking of reasons why to keep him. And that's what was taking me a while.
0: We're not having this conversation right now. You're you're ridiculous. Reasons to keep Adam Hangman. Pick God. See that's where our fa- our, our friendship divides right here. You have your stable of people that you're loyal to, right? I have my stable that I'm loyal to. By the way, uh, you guys do know that AEW is going to be part of Wrestle Kingdom this year. So isn't, that's that, gonna- night,
1: isn't that night three.
0: Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I just know it's going to be part of Wrestle Kingdom, which means my fat ass is going to be staying up redunculously late, probably right that? before I have to leave to go to work. When is that? Uh, it's in January, I believe.
1: Well, Why don't we do a live podcast?
0: Because it's in the middle of the night.
1: So? You don't think we'll be the only ones?
0: Oh, no, there'll be week? more. There'll be other shows. So let
1: me oh, hey, see. hey, we we might actually get more than twenty viewers because we're we'll be the only podcast being live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're such a popular show. I tell you what. Oh my god, <laughs> folks, we keep it real here. Um, okay, so let's see. Wrestle Kingdom 16 was a three day event. It was it took place on pay per view. It was co produced by New Japan Pro Wrestling and uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. The event took place on January fourth and fifth from the Tokyo Dome. And then in, on January eighth at the Yokohama Arena in Yokohama, Japan. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So, interesting, man. No. I feel like I feel like we've talked about a, a tremendous amount of wrestling topics tonight. We talked some AEW, talked some WWE. We've talked.
1: There, there's one thing I want to sit there and check with you.
0: We've lost fifty percent of our audience. <laughs> Since I got done talking, continue. Hey, hey the Forbidden Door. Yeah. Now that
1: Triple H is in charge, mm-hmm. are we truly ever going to see a real Forbidden Door? Or do you know. think, or do you think Triple H is just going to worry about WWE? I think he's just and, f- and not want to give anybody else a platform.
0: I think he's just going to focus on WWE. I really do. I, I, I feel like
1: I do like the new. Uh, What is it, NXT Europe? They're doing it instead of NXT UK?
0: Yeah, so NXT UK, the reason why is because uh, they've had a lot of production issues over where they film. Also for the simple fact that uh, they're getting preempted on TV over there as well for European sports. So Uh things aren't working out too well. They co-share a studio. So unfortunately, if there's other sports take precedent, that means they're not able to do any tapings over there. So what they were trying to do was get some of the NXT UK guys to fly over to Florida, Orlando, to go ahead and film some stuff at the Performance Center. But then it was ultimately decided that after Worlds Collide, which is going to be the last big event, um, there's going to be a sabbatical for NXT uh, over across the pond. And then Shawn Michaels released a statement saying that they're going to do – NXT Europe, but that won't launch until at some point in 2023. And exactly when or how or what it looks like, uh, they're keeping a a tight lid on that.
1: Yeah. Well, I I do think if they expand instead of just the UK, because there's a lot of great talent throughout all of Europe, and if they can somehow capitalize that and make that popular, to like get eyes on that from us not just over there. Right. I think it's a, another another big market for them.
0: I would agree. I would concur. I think you're right. What happens if they like make NXT Japan or to to I,
1: I don't think they would. They couldn't. I
0: think,
1: think I think that's the big reason why WWE is going to the Europe side. Okay. Because I don't think they have the connection because Tony Khan and AEW have that relationship with... With New Japan. With New Japan. And I don't think that they would...
0: Encroach on that.
1: Yes. Even though I would love to have one day, you know, to every now and then uh, a legitimate forbidden door, you know, like uh, a Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins... WrestleMania match Kenny Omega Seth Rollins stare down at a Royal Rumble you know I, 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 will, I would love to see stuff like that
0: anything is possible uh let me also let you know I did watch a GCW event where John Moxley took on Effie mm-hmm. um I, I again nothing against the person who portrays the character as Effie I'm sure it's a he's a wonderful man not a problem I just don't get the Effie character as well. I don't I don't get it. Um, I get it, LBGTQ. I respect all that. That's wonderful. I think they should be represented. Anybody who's a part of that community, I 100% endorse it. I just don't understand the the appeal to the Effie character. And I think the, the thing about that I had the biggest problem with is, you have John Moxley, right? Who's an ass kicker, right? He's just this, this. he's like a bull in a china shop. But in the Effie match, they were like going back and forth, kissing each other. And it was just weird, and it didn't feel like a John Moxley ass-kicking match. And, I, I mean, I get it. You have to play different roles when you're wrestling different people. And it's a, it's a show. It's theatrics. Mm-hmm. I just don't like Man, that kind of stuff. Did
1: you watch a couple months ago, GCW, Moxley took on Tony Deppin?
0: I'm going to have to go back and watch that.
1: You're going to have to. You want to – the match you just described – Complete opposite.
0: So it was probably more of what I was looking for.
1: These two were hard hitting each other.
0: Nice. You know,
1: right from the gate.
0: Now here's the one thing I will say. I'm not a big fan of the light tubes. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that gets a little much? It in, in some aspects, yeah. I mean like Matt Cardona and Chelsea were re- renewing their vows and Matt Cardona's dad, who's not a small dude, mm-hmm. was in the ring with his cowboy hat on, right? And somebody hits him with a light tube and he doesn't sell it or doesn't yeah, he, realize he, he should – because they're, they're so lightweight.
1: He he, he no-sold that. I, I would have too.
0: Yeah, and it's just like this, this light tube stuff, man. Like I get it. It's the hot thing. It used to be thumbtacks and barbed wire and – now it's uh, a big thing GCW likes to do is sheets of glass, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And they also like to do doors. They don't do tables. They do doors. And which is fine, whatever. That, that'd be your unique thing. I get it. But it's just, and they do have what I would call regular wrestling as well. It's mm-hmm. not all this super violent stuff. They have a good mixture of stuff. But I just feel like sometimes with the the gruesome stuff, it's like, okay, I get it. All right, I, I get it. It's it's going to be crazy. But it's just the light tubes and stuff. It's just like enough's enough. Enough with the light tube stuff. Give it a rest for a while.
1: Yeah. It, it, they try to have something for everybody. Sometimes, just like in every promotion, AEW does it with gimmick matches. Yep. Sometimes you just have too many on one show. And, uh, Freeland, guess what? I What's that? I have to tell you this. This week, I will be getting my Brody Lee negative one action figures.
0: Really? I did not know that he had an action figure.
1: Oh, yes. It's a two-pack.
0: Wait, he and his dad? Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I um, hope all, I hope that money goes to his family. Uh, I can't wait. That's exciting. Very cool. Very cool. So just to catch everybody up here, the writ is uh, up to date on all of the figures in all of the series. That have been released. He has ever No,
1: no, 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 no. I'm I'm missing the last two series. now I'm trying to pick up on the uh, ringside collectible exclusives. Like I can't wait for the Owen Hart action figure to come out.
0: So wait a minute. So those aren't official AEW dubs. Those are ringside. Oh, no,
1: no, no, no. These are AEW figures. Ringside collectible exclusives. Like you can only get them
0: there. Oh, so Owen Hart will not be in stores? No, I see. Interesting. I did not know that. So, how many is that that you would need to be one hundred percent? We're not talking two packs because you don't have two. Well, you don't have a lot of two packs. You have mm-hmm. some two packs.
1: I have every two pack that I, that came out.
0: So you have an Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Yeah, with with the uh, he's holding like a beer stein. Go get yeah.
1: that. I, I'm not in my house.
0: Oh, okay, you and you have
1: oh, that? Yeah, I'll, I'll send a picture to you on Friday. I have that yeah. one. Why? Why you have it too? You have it too?
0: I didn't say anything.
1: Oh, I you, love you the way you, had, I, you I thought you had that. one. You thought you had one up on me. Listen,
0: I had the I had the uh, the red and white and the blue and white Cody before you did, and that was the last time I had uh, had something on you.
1: Yeah. So I had I, I had the Kenny Omega John Moxley Bart Wire match.
0: And how many chases do you have right now? You have two,
1: three. right? Three, three, three. Yeah. Anna Jay, Nyla Rose. You, there go.
0: And for those who have not heard this story, I'll, I'll make this quick here. It's the, I was almost the end of the show. But so the Ritzter, the Ritzter's at the store, or was it, was it Target or was it Walmart? Walmart, Walmart. You got, this is just horse shit luck. And I mean literally, steaming pile of shit you have the greatest luck of anybody if someone told me Rit won the lottery i would be like not surprised literally the situations just happen with you you got two chases Oh don't no, no. know that
1: that was a target
0: in one trip yes like let's let that sink in for a second guys it's like one of three thousand right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he well, got well,
1: one was one of three and one was one of five
0: he got two chase figures, one store trip, on the shelf. Most people can't find chases. They have to go out and, and buy them and, and pay ludicrous amounts of money for them. But let's talk about the flip side of how you got this. So tell the story to the kids. You you saw you were eyeing this thing, but then was not there a small child? I believe he had an illness, and he was in a wheelchair. Oh, oh, get out of here! And he was, and he was and, reaching and, and, for a toy.
1: <laughs> I was, I was, I was walking down the aisle, and I seen the reflection of the gold sticker. Right. So I. You totally to got
0: a boner at that point. So Did you not? I,
1: well, it, it was the Anna J. One, so yeah. Uh, so it was, nice. So I went and I speed walked, power walked,
0: power walked. Okay, there was because people there was on the aisle.
1: There was, yes, there was people on the aisle, and there was person looking at the figures. And I reached right in front of them, and I yeah. grabbed the figure.
0: God, I can't believe you did that. That is cutthroat. What did they say? Someone had to have said something. They're looking at the figure. They're standing right there in front no, of them. No, him. no,
1: no. They were looking at the figures. Oh, they okay. Must, this- they must have not seen, or they must have not got to that one yet. I ripped that one right off, and then I went and... Was searching, you know how you shuffle to the side.
0: Oh, you always they're, shuffle to the side.
1: They're they're shuffling to the opposite side as I'm pushing them back, shuffling mine. That's a
0: dick move. You oh, I can't believe this. This is too And then
1: and then the last one was Nyla. The Rose. mother had a sick kid. He was in the he was in a wheelchair. So so not only did I get Nyla Rose and Anna J, I put a, put them both in my cart. I looked at them and I turned my cart and went around.
0: Yeah. I'm going to end this show with one scenario here. One scenario. I'm going to ask the writ. And you have one chance to to redeem yourself in the world of ethics. Are you ready?
1: Okay.
0: If, If you saw, if you were going down the toy aisle and you saw that somebody had AEW figs in their cart,
1: Oh, okay. are we impractical jokers, these people?
0: They're in their cart. They're also shopping, and they're looking at other stuff. You don't have a cart, clearly, because you don't need one. Would you, and I'm not bullshitting here, would you Would you reach in and grab one if you needed it? If they if, weren't looking.
1: If it was a chase?
0: I don't care what it is. It's one you needed.
1: One I needed? If, if it's the only one? Probably.
0: You were telling me folks, it, that's it. That's it for the show, man. We're done. Poor it, kid. It, if it was a chase,
1: if it was a chase figure.
0: A a Chase Jade Cargill.
1: I would go back, get the regular one, and swap him out and leave.
0: Oh, that's way too much. You wouldn't just just No, Yoink. no. What you don't have time. There's no time to do the switcheroo. Oh, yeah, there is. There's always time. You just knock somebody over. Oh, look at these toys. Little Billy would love one. And all of a sudden, this furry arm comes through. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> I'm 45 and I need a toy. <laughs> you are
1: unbelievable. Whoa, whoa, was that you? I'm not 45 and I don't got a hairy arm.
0: You have hairy arms. You do. I mean,
1: I mean, I don't have a furry arm.
0: Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> old school joke right there. I Ooh. like it. Well, All right, Freeland, kids. It's been fun. I, it's been...
1: I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this too. I really did. So, hey, maybe some <laughs> – We're going to end this podcast on a joke. Hey, guys. Maybe, <laughs> maybe sometime we will uh, – We'll bring <laughs> we're the panel back. <laughs> but as of right now –
0: <laughs> what kind of transit was that?
1: He is Mike Freeland. I, can't I am the writ. And your thanks for tuning in to Front Row Material.
0: My executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network.
1: The world of MLW Radio never stops.